Hello, and welcome to Absolute Madness. We're your hosts, Bati Queen and Princess Tequila, and we're going to be talking to you guys today about who we are and why we're doing this. Well, I'd like to say that Princess Tequila, a.k.a. Princess T, is my lovely daughter-in-law. And I am married to her oldest son, and we're going to call him Ned throughout this series. And the reason we're doing this is because we love to drink and we love to talk. Yeah, we love to talk shit about people. It's one of our favorite hobbies. And uh, we like to talk about the people who seem completely ordinary at first, but turn out to be batshit crazy. Absolutely. Those are the funnest things, the funnest people to talk about. As, as not just crazy people, but we'll also be talking about the paranormal, um, some of the weird dreams that you've had throughout your life. And we'll, we will try our firsthand experience at interpreting those dreams. But we're also for, looking for people who can um, give us some real insight into that. Like, our first episode is going to be about the Salem Church Cemetery, and we're going to talk to you guys more about this and Vodka Queen's first-hand experiences at the cemetery right after these messages. We're back! So, we're going to start off by giving you guys some of the information and the background story behind the church. A few of the people who will be listening know a little bit about this church already and just how creepy it is in general. But this is the old legend of the church. It is said that the old church used to have a furnace in the middle of it during the 1800s. And one night sometime in the 1860s, one of the church's servants slept inside the building and the entire church burnt down. The fire was so intense that the body of the boy was practically incinerated and was never recovered. A tombstone was placed across the bridge in the cemetery in honor of the boy. And even despite the fact that the church was rebuilt in the 1930s, the church was condemned due to its slanting walls and later in another time met the same fate once again. It was burned a second time. Now, it is said that if you go to the fence at night, the sky gets strangely hazy and you will feel this sudden urge of heaviness all around you. Once again, please, Percy, I would like to know, first of all, who in their right fucking mind would go to a haunted cemetery at night? Yeah, because, like, just listening from the story, knowing that there's not just one, but plus one of how many unsettled souls and spirits are resting there and still walk around, and right, that's right. just asking for it. Do <laughs> you see that so far this part of the legend is you see the shadows at the fence. It's a long freaking fence. If I see that many shadows, I'm going to run from my life. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to experience the rest of it. Okay. So, anyway, please continue, Princess C. But it says that uh, you'll see all the spirits along the fence line. And you'll see people walking around in the cemetery. And then whenever you have had enough and you go to turn to leave... The apparition of a young man will appear at the fence line watching you, and we're assuming that that's the young boy who died in the church the first time. An urban legend states that the tires of your car will get stuck in the road when you try to leave. So that's really freaking creepy to think that there's spirits that are there trying to keep you there. 
Right. And like, what's the reason behind them wanting to keep you there? Because like, that's pretty, pretty fucked up. Like, right. And I have to say, it was just like a sneak peek from um, my experience, which I have to admit happened in the daytime. No way in hell I'm going to a cemetery at night. Um, if something pushed on my car, like was trying to hold my car down while I'm leaving, these roads are so bad. Like they're super skinny, gravel, curvy, and hilly. If I was spinning out in the gravel like someone was holding my car down, I would probably be dead before I reached the end of the road because I'd be in such a hurry to get out of there. I'd crash and burn. And the road getting there is a very small, thin, single road that is meant for one car to go up and down at once. And then it's not even a dead end. It's just a very, very tiny roundabout. So if something is trying to keep your car there and you're trying to peel out of there to get away from it, you're going to get stuck very, very easily, yeah. you'll become one of those spirits walking around in the cemetery. Yeah. I have no relatives there, so I have no desire to be there. And plus, I'm almost 50 years young. I'm not ready to die. And usually, most of the time, spirits that are still wandering the earth aren't at rest or at peace yet. And majority of the time, they are evil or agitated or... Just plainly pissed off spirits that are still walking around. Like, they're mad at the living. They're mad at the world. You know, you're just walking in there. You don't do nothing. You're just there, and it pisses them off, and they're ready to take vengeance out on you. Vengeance. That's a scary word. <laughs> it really is. But then we did our research into it. We did quite a bit of research into this story because this place is only like a 10 minute drive from where we live <clears throat> which is really creepy to think about like just how close that place is and all this stuff has happened there and yeah. all the stuff that can follow us like it is really creepy well according to google good grief according to google maps it's 10 minutes away but from my experience it ended up being like 20 25 so, Google Maps is a liar. <laughs> I'm sure you all know that by now. So, the second burning of the church happened sometime between the 1940s and the 1950s. It wouldn't give us a clear answer anywhere we looked. We just know that it was condemned in the 1930s. And the second fire happened within 20 years after that. Well, there was also one of the old school one-room schoolhouses just down the road from the church. And just four years ago, we were looking into it and we found a report where that schoolhouse caught on fire. It says it was on a Friday night at 1025 is when the first alarm went off for it. And several uh, fire departments went there. We looked it up. It was like seven or eight fire departments. Yeah. And some of these fire departments were 40 plus minutes away that were driving there to get to this one single room church. Well, schoolhouse, but... Or, yeah, schoolhouse. And, and also, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, literally, the middle of nowhere. We live in town, and let's see. We had to take a, a back road to get to a highway, like, an old highway in Farmington. Travel down that highway a couple miles, then turn on a junction for, like, four miles, then turn on another junction, 
and then Turley School Road for quite a while. And when you get to Turley School Road is when it starts getting super hilly and creepy and yeah. You know, there's like none of those um those things called metal on the sides of the road. Guardrails. Yeah, there are no guardrails. So it's it's pretty scary with the hills and the hills and the curbs, no guardrails. You know, we traveled down Tilly School Road for quite a while and then you turn on to the gravel road, which is Salem School Road, where the schoolhouse was. And where the schoolhouse is there's um Lily Miss Lily, my doggie is interrupting me. She's trying to pull my headphones out. Um anyway, school road, Sam School Road, directly in front of where the school used to be is Salem Church Road. So And it's really creepy because this uh schoolhouse is right down the road from that church and it's like if you go to think about it how many like this was for an old old town this was called i think it was called union township yes, union township missouri is where it's technically located and it's uh it was a very very old colony town way way back in the 1800s it was the pit stop between saint genevieve and farmington and so not very many people lived here and just thinking they had a schoolhouse there for them. Just how many of those people that lived in that town are all buried in that cemetery? Probably every one of them. Most likely because, like, that's really freaking creepy. Like, yeah. But so the eight or nine departments, fire departments, went and helped with the fire at the school. This says that the landowner arrived shortly after, and they secured the fire from getting away from its area. And it says that the landowner requested that them to just let the school finish burning down. Didn't give a reason why, just said, let it burn, don't worry about it. And they documented that it was a suspicious fire. If you have a century-old building on your property... Like, it's rare to find a one-room schoolhouse anywhere nowadays, you know? Yeah. So you would think that someone would want to keep that, make it a historical site or something. But the dude's like, nah, just let it burn. What the hell? So it makes me wonder if that guy knew all the paranormal activity there and was, like, into the supernatural and stuff himself and was just thinking, you know, oh, I'll let it burn. Maybe I'll put some people to rest or... You know, or he could have just been not believing in that shit and was just like, oh, some kids probably set fire to it. It's an old birding to just let it go, you know. Even that could have pissed off some more of the spirits there, like. Yeah. You know, because old spirits like to lurk around from, like, around things that they've died around or something that was close to them or. Yeah. I guess it makes them feel more connected or something. But, like, uh, it was really weird because just that guy not wanting to investigate it, like, that really says something, like, and the fire departments didn't even question it. They just sat there, kept control of the fire, just let it finish burning until everything was out and everyone was safe, and 
I don't know. That just really seems suspicious in itself. Like, why did he just want them to let it burn? Yeah. Well, what what really triggers my um, curiosity is why, in the middle of nowhere, did eight eight fire departments come to a one room schoolhouse? Exactly. Like, uh, we probably could have put out a one room schoolhouse fire with buckets of water. Like, honestly. Like one of the departments that came uh, from where we live. It's a town called Desoto, and that's a good. 45 to 50 minutes away from where this was like why does an apartment from 40 minutes away need to come to a little fire in the middle of nowhere when there were several towns around who could have easily handled it i find it very peculiar and there's no information as to why that happened and we found no information about the school being haunted but there has to be something else. To there, yeah, story. there's got to be something much more to that story. We're going to keep digging a little bit and try finding something because something's not adding up here. Either something wasn't documented or somebody must have deleted something because stuff like that just doesn't happen for no reason. Or maybe the guy who met the fire departments was actually a ghost posting it at the owner of the property. <laughs> and he's like, let this motherfucker burn. <laughs> That makes sense to me anyway. And then we also, so, uh, trying to, like, dip in a little bit to Vodka Queen's firsthand experience. The tombstones there are, like, all from the 1800s or later. I think the earliest tombstone that they found was from, what, the... 18, I mean, 1971. Was the oldest one, and then the one... The young, that's, that's like the... The newest one. The newest one? Yeah. And then the oldest one that was first put there, that was carved in, because a lot of them were left uncarved. It was just a tombstone that's sitting there. So we don't know exactly for sure which one the oldest one is, but the, I think it was like 1801 or 1809 was the earliest ones. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very old. <clears throat> and um, there were also one, two, three, four. There were four tombstones. Um, that looked like they'd been desecrated, like, knocked over, or, like, they were broken, literally broken, and the top of the tombstones were fallen over, so you couldn't tell how old those were. They could have been older. And it's really weird, like, with some of them that were just left blank, why would you take the time to carve in certain ones and not want to carving others like you would think you would want that person to be remembered although we, we did also find out in our research that um they say since eight, 1860 is when the first church burned and, and the boy died right yeah between in uh, yeah in between 1860 somewhere in between there um so they did give him a tombstone but they didn't give him a name or anything so his tombstone would be one that probably didn't have the name and date mm-hmm. on it. A blank one. Yeah. But also, 1860 was before slavery was abolished. And the the legend also says that there are slaves buried there that do not have markers or tombstones. Which, if you kind of really think about it, that's really fucked up. Like, I get slavery was a huge thing about, a huge thing back then and right. stuff like that. But, I mean... They were still burying people up to 1971. You would think they would go back and at least give markers to the people that that were buried there. 
Excuse me. So we found two possible people uh, who could have been the boy who died in the church. It just says a young man. It doesn't give a name. We tried finding a name. We looked up a site that actually has all of the tombstones that are listed with their names. It has it posted online, and it has, like, their relatives that are still alive or people who they were connected to and stuff like that. But it only gives us the abbreviation of a young man. So a young man back then could have been anywhere from a toddler up to 18, 20 years old. Like, it's very vague about how old the kid was whenever he died. But we found two possibilities. One of them was a two-year-old. His name was Thomas Doss. And... He died in 1866, and then the other one, his name was Charles Russell. He was 18 years old, and he died in 1865, but he also had no parents. And I'm leaning more that it was this kid because usually back then, if you were an orphan or your parents died and you didn't have any family members that wanted to take you in, they would take you to the church to be raised by them. Right. So, depending on what kind of church it was and what religion was strongest in that area. Because it doesn't really give much of what religion that they were, did it? I, I believe I saw somewhere that it was a Methodist church. Methodist? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, someone like them would have taken him in and raised him and taken care of him and stuff like that. But, yeah. like, you would think if, like, if you're thinking about an old-time church and it had a bonfire in the middle of it. I got to keep the area and that church warm for people who go to pray and offerings and stuff like that. If he was 18 years old, like, what started that fire to where he wouldn't have been able to get out and protect himself? Like, right. Like, that seems very suspicious in itself. Like, was it somebody who purposely set the fire with him in there, or could it have been in a another upset evil spirit that was walking yeah walking because, around because the graveyard was there yeah. before this yeah so it could have very well been just another angry spirit that just went in there and was like you know forget this church forget yeah. everybody who is in it and connected to it I'm burning it cuz like Spirits can get very, very evil and very, very upset over the littlest things. But we are going to take a short message break real quick. And then when we get back, Vodka Queen is going to tell you about her firsthand experience and what followed her home. Yes. And welcome back. So uh, Vodka Queen is going to go ahead and we're going to do story time with her. And she's going to tell us about her firsthand experience with the Salem Cemetery. Once upon a time, in the land of Park Hills, Missouri, this lovely middle-aged woman and her husband decided to go on a road trip to the Old Salem Cemetery. So, this lovely middle-aged woman, who loves vodka, typed Google Maps into her phone to find the address and directions to this place. Okay, enough of that bullshit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my husband and I decided one day, hey, let's go check this out. 
And if we don't get freaked out in the daytime, we'll go back tonight. Well, sorry to say I never made it back at night. And, uh, um, you know, we drove. I already gave you all these directions from our house to the place. But I did omit that on the way there, there are some very creative people. I believe it was on Old, Old Turley School Road. There's some super creative people on the way to the cemetery. Their barns are spray painted. One of them has fucking Willie Nelson spray painted on the side of their barn. Is that cool <laughs> or what? Willie Nelson was an American flag headband. There's a peace sign in the middle of the road. A rock on spray painted in the middle of the road. Creative people on the way to the cemetery, I got to say. And um, I believe we might post some of those creative people's road work on the website if you want to check that out later. Anyway, so as I mentioned, Google Maps, their directions, not so good. We finally get... Um, make it to Old Salem Church Road, right? It's the tiniest road in the world. It's, it's seriously a one-lane road. If somebody was leaving the cemetery and you were going, you'd have to pull over in a field to let them by. So, we're driving and driving and driving and driving. I got my video on recording a little drive. <laughs> and we get to the spot and my husband freaks out. He's like, oh my god! We're, turn, we're turning around right now. And I'm like, it's a fucking bridge, dude. Cross the bridge. He's like, oh. Anyway, he finally crosses the bridge. But right before we got to the bridge, Google Maps is like, you have reached your destination. Uh, that's why he freaked out, you know. You've reached your destination. And it's like a super one-lane bridge. Like, your car and a dog... Your car with a dog beside it could not go across the bridge. One of you would fall off and die in the water. So I'm pretty sure that's why he freaked out because super tiny bridge. And Google Maps is like, this is it. No, it's not. Anyway, we finally got across the bridge and we're still driving. And it seemed like forever. It really wasn't. It was probably like an eighth of a mile from the bridge to the cemetery. And... Uh, you can hear me on the tape being like, if Google Maps lied, I'm going to fucking kick its ass. And then all of a sudden, like, oh my god, there it is! So, you know, there, there it was. And I'm like, this doesn't look scary at all. It has, like, but the gates on it, like cattle gates, you know, where you let your cows in and out. So I'm like, Whatever. And there is a roundabout where you're supposed to be able to turn around. There was a tree falling, so you cannot use a roundabout. You have to get out the difficult way. And you can tell that people party up there. And I'm just wondering to myself, whenever I see on the side of a milk carton, missing person, if they're missing because they went to that cemetery and got high and got drunk and they knocked a tree over and the spirits ate them. <laughs> Okay, so we get there, and I'm like, okay, well, let's go check it out. It's daytime, ain't nothing going to get us, right? So I walk along the side of the fence, taking pictures of the tombstones, and I'm extremely interested in one tombstone, which is the newest tombstone there. They died in 1970, 1971. But the name of the tombstone was Stark. I'm like, I gotta, like, you know, get my phone to 
move in so I can get all the details. I'm like, wouldn't it be so cool if it was Ned Stark? Of course it wasn't. So anyway, I walk along the fence taking pictures of all the old tombstones, and then we get to the gate, and my husband's like, I'm going in. I'm like, are you sure? Because if this place really is haunted, I am not going in there and stepping on somebody's grave and let him jump up and eat me, you know? <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to step on any graves. I'll, walk, I'll make sure I walk around everything. So he opens the gate, he goes in, and then he turns around to, like, rechain it. And I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? That's what I would have gotten in the car and just left yeah. it there. <laughs> I, I wouldn't chain that if I was you. He's like, well, I'm not making it tight. I'm just doing it so Lily can't get in, which Lily is our lovely dog. <clears throat> so... I put the record button on when he walks into the cemetery. He's walking around, looking at this, looking at that. I'm following him with the camera. And then my dog starts whining. And I'm like, what's what's wrong, Lils? What's wrong? And she's, she's trying to get through the gate and crying at the same time. So I focus the camera down on Lily. Still, nothing seems odd except for my dog crying. She's not a crier. She's a bar... She's a... You know, when she wants something, she's like... Oh, you know, I'm the boss, bitch. Do what I say, not please help me. No, um, so that was the weirdest thing I thought while I was there is that my dog cried. Okay, um, my husband's still walking around, and then I just all of a sudden get this creepy feeling. I had no creepy feelings whatsoever, but all of a sudden I get a creepy feeling, and I, <clears throat> I'm like, yo, dude, don't go any further back in the graveyard. And he's like, okay, I'm not. And then I stopped and think, well, wait, I don't see the church here. Because I was not aware before we went to check it out in the daytime that the church had burned a second time. Like, do you see the church back there anywhere? And he's like, no. So, he continues to walk. Walks past these tombstones that have been knocked over. To, like it's just it's just a I got the creepy feeling and then then I see more knock over tombstones and then my dog starts crying again and he finally makes it back we get in the car and I'm like man I he's like well I got a creepy feeling while I was like right before you said don't go any further he told me the hair on his arms stood up and and he got chills Wow, that's weird. But you know. Okay, so he, he comes out. We lock the gate back up, and on the way home, we're we're talking. We're like, well, I'm glad we didn't see any scary crap because these roads are so bad. If we actually got scared, we would probably crash and die before we got to the end of the road. So on the way home, we decided to stop to see my mother, who um, passed away a couple years ago. We stopped at her graveyard. Which definitely does not seem haunted, okay? So we go up there, I talk to her, tell her I went to the graveyard, blah, 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 because I'm weird like that. I just give her bits and pieces of my life since I don't see her anymore. And then we get back to the car, and there are freaking handprints on our windows. And I'm like, I don't know a fake name to give my husband, so I'm just going to say, Ian, like, you did that, Ian. He's like, no, I didn't. I swear. I swear I didn't do it. I'm like, 
know, I told you to roll Lily's window down when we put her in the back seat and we were leaving. He's like, no, I didn't. And all the way home, I'm thinking to myself, he's just fucking with me. He had to have done it. And then I finally realized, okay, two gravel roads, so the windows would have been dusty. And if something touched our window, the handprints would have been clear, right? Well, there, there's a little bit of dust on our windows, but the handprints were straight dust. It was more like of a mud, like... Yeah, like, yeah. Um, just creepy. So, on, on Lily's side of the window, the, the window that we rolled down for Lily so she could have air, um, it was like one handprint um, at the bottom part of the window. Then, you walk around the car to the driver's side, and there's a regular handprint, and then it looks like the other handprint is just like sliding down, like sliding down the window. That was really creepy. Yeah. And like before he even got home, I, I sent him to Princess T, and she's like, oh my God, that is creepy. It's like, it looks like somebody was under the car pulling pull it It down. did. Like the way the handprints just dragged down the window, it was like super creepy. And, and so, um, and they weren't, like, even straight handprints. They were kind of slanted, like it was, yeah. like, coming from an angle. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, the first uh, weird thing, you know. And as I said, the only thing that happened over there is I got one weird feeling, and my husband got one weird feeling. But then when we leave my mom's, when we leave the cemetery my mom's buried in, there's these handprints on the window. And then I, I sent Princess T some video that I took of, of um... My husband walked through the graveyard, and I noticed um, right after I say something to Lily about crying, you could hear like heavy breathing. It's like, <sighs> and to me, this other weird sound, I I was like, what the hell is this, Bebo Bebo? <laughs> it's like. <sighs> Bebo, Bebo. Like, like they're a Texas long walk band. They're talking about the Bebo, Texas, what, what's Texas long name? The Bebo? Bebo. Bebo, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, well, these ghosts like the Texas long ones. I don't know. <laughs> and then, um, so I, I send it to Princess T. And when she goes to work, she shows her coworkers. And apparently they like listen to it over and over. And they have come up with the theory, and my husband as well, that the sound is saying, people, you go. So after Like, it's very creepy. Like, if you listen to it over and over and try to, like, slow it down and just clip that part out and just listen to it, it really does sound like it's saying, people, go home. Like, it's, it's really creepy. Yeah. Like, everybody flipped out when they heard it. And, and, the, and, um... And a little, wasn't very far after that where you and um, two of your coworkers found this spot where Ian's yeah. continuing to walk. It's, it's right after I say to Ian, don't go any further. And he's like, I wasn't going to. So we, uh, they stopped the video. And it looks like there, it looks like a little boy, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like there's a little boy behind the tree with his hand raised back. Like yeah. he was about to slap something like. It was very creepy, like... It's like the shadow of a little boy with his hand raised right behind the tree that Ian had just walked by. Um, and that's after I say, don't go any further. And then, 
after I ask him um, if he sees a church, a couple seconds later, you can hear again. It's like they're going to say the same thing, but instead of completing it, it's like they, they suddenly stop. It's like it says, people go, and then as they're saying home, it's like people go, uh, and it ends. Um, which is also super creepy. Uh, anyway. So all this happened in the daytime. And I didn't realize any of it until we left the graveyard. We got home. Maybe the next day is when um, someone, uh, um, Princess T, showed us the picture that looked like the little boy with his hand raised. So there is no way in hell I'm going back there <laughs> We actually have a coworker of mine who wants to go back with us there at night. And I told him, hell no, because uh, Baca Queen's husband's too chicken shit to go back. And then I don't want to drive there <laughs> just because I freak out. And if I'm going to freak out and that roundabout is blocked off, there's no way we're getting out of there in enough time before something happens. Well, did, did your coworker have a driver's license? No. Well, well no, we're not going back. <laughs> You'll freak out too bad, you can't drive. He'll freak out too bad, he can't drive. I don't drive. Um, <laughs> just because if I don't like people, I'm not going to like people in the car. They say a right? lot of people park down at the end before the bridge. Like, they'll park their car there and turn around and walk up there. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Ooh. Well, that might be a... I don't know. I'd be scared to death. I might have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, there's no way because I'd be looking around at even the slightest sound. I'd be like, nope, we're leaving. I turn around and run to the car. So people don't even test the theory that if, if when you try to leave up at the They do. Like they say that that still happens. Really? Like I was reading one uh, particular story and it said that they parked down right before the bridge and walked up to the graveyard. And they walked around, they had a few drinks, they just were chilling around, and then whenever they decided to leave is when they started getting kind of freaked out, like they said, they started to feel like a heaviness, and like somebody was watching them and everything, and uh, <clears throat> they turned to go leave, and then they said like, they just felt a sudden coldness behind them, and they turned around, and at the fence line, there was a young man standing there. And it was like, it was a dark shadow, and that way they couldn't see who it was, and they said that a, they took off running to their car, and they said it felt like an eternity trying to get to their car, and when they almost reached their car, when they got to the door handles and opened it to, tr to get in, they turned around, and it, that figure was standing, like, right at the bridge. Oh, at the bridge? Yeah, it was standing at the bridge. Like, it wouldn't go any farther. It just stood at the bridge. And they went to get in their car and go, and their wheels just kept on spinning and spinning, and they were freaking out. And then they finally took off all of a sudden, and they got out of there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, like, yeah. I would have a heart attack. I would not be able to sleep for months. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There, there is, is no way. <laughs> definitely, definitely no way that I will ever go there at night. <clears throat> And, and so, I'm, what I am totally amazed at is that we found all of this stuff. The fingerprints, the shadow person behind the tree, the noises. I don't know. What kind of phone do I have? Samsung 7? 9. No, mine's... What? 8. Okay. A Galaxy 8. I have a Galaxy 8. No EMF equipment. No super special shit. And this was the middle of the day. And... 
we found all this stuff. Can you possibly imagine if you were a serious ghost hunter going out with EMF equipment? Oh my I, God. No. I was, I was joking with my husband on the way there <laughs> because a couple years ago, I downloaded this stupid ghost radar. It's supposed to tell you, Ooh, there's a ghost here. There's a ghost there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I thought it was creepy then. And I know it's just nonsense, but I was joking the wrong way. Maybe I should download the ghost radar before we get there. <laughs> Thank God I didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, oh. if all that activity is going on in the day, you know that there's something, like, a very powerful spirit or spirits, like, yeah. lurking there for that much to show up during the day. Yeah. So, <coughs> most definitely, I am super interested in going on some more fake ghost hunts. I mean, they're not fake, but it's fake to me because we don't have equipment and stuff, you know what I mean? I'm not like, what are those dudes we like to watch? Um... Tennessee Wraith Chasers. Yes, the Tennessee Wraith Chasers. I love those dudes. They're, they're rednecks. <laughs> they're rednecks, yes, most definitely. And they're super cool and brave because, <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine locking yourself inside a haunted prison or a haunted insane asylum? Oh, God, no. With, with EMF equipment where you pick up everything? No, no. You. Some of our uh, future... Uh, episodes we found quite a few haunted places around in the area but we also found a couple haunted bed and breakfast that we're gonna go spend the night at right super excited about those because we're either gonna be able to sleep through the night and there not be nothing there or there's gonna be where we're gonna pack our shit in the middle of the night and just go home because <laughs> right, <laughs> right. There, there's one in st june and i was talking to my husband on like Let's go spend our anniversary there. It's not far away. It's not going to be that expensive to go. Let's go spend our anniversary there. He's like, okay, but what if we get there and it really is haunted? And <laughs> You get some more video footage. What kind of anniversary is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but we will definitely check it out at some point. It may not be for our anniversary, but at some point we will definitely check that out. Um, apparently there's a, a lot um, quite a few haunted places in St. Genevieve. Yeah, it used to be, I've heard it being called, like, the ghost town and all kinds of stuff like that because, like, most of their buildings or some are, like, the original buildings that were built when it, the town was first created, and they've just kind of, like, updated them as needed and fixing the structures and stuff like that. They haven't actually been <coughs> torn down and remade. Like, it's a lot of the original work down there like it's like i've been down there a few times and it's like a very old timey looking town still like yeah um yeah my husband just said that it's a they have a lot of state historical sites there and not a lot of terror, when we when we first moved back here from texas it was colonized by the uh, french yeah well yeah my husband says uh saint Henry was colonized by the french but when he and i um moved back here from texas we went on the tour of the museums and all that. There's a bunch of just interesting things besides the ghost. St. Jim is a very interesting, a very interesting town. Great flood in 94. Lots of floods from the Mississippi. It's full of meth heads now, too. So, you know, there's <laughs> ghosts, meth heads, and floods. Can you, can you imagine that? We also have the... Uh... Civil War soldier reenactment down in Pilot Knob. Oh, yeah. And there's supposed to be quite a few. 
bed and breakfast there. Yeah, there's a bed and breakfast. There's a, uh, there's the one that used to be the hospital. And before that, it was like a, uh, school for girls. Yeah. And then, and then a a school for girls after Okay, hospital, then a school for girls, and then a Catholic church bought it, and the nuns live there. Is that mm-hmm. the same place? Something yeah. Like? Yeah. And, um, and Ironton, Pilot Knob, basically the same place. Ironton, Pilot Knob. Yeah, Arcadia a bunch of Valley. tiny towns together. They're teeny tiny. They're pretty much all the same place. So, um, what town did you say it was? Ironton. Okay. The Ironton part. There is an, an old insane asylum where the... Um, I don't know if the Tennessee... Yeah, they did. Yeah, okay. What are they called again? Tennessee, Tennessee Rape Chasers. Tennessee Rape Chasers spent the night there. And then there's these two brothers that are also ghost hunters. I don't remember their name. They've also been there. Um, and they've experienced a lot of stuff in there. There's also the one that's like five minutes away from here that used to be the mining... Uh, the Leadwood train thing? Is that what... Is that what? No, it's like we used to be like a coal mine... Like, right off the highway there. Right, like right. Yeah. Like, every, since I've been a little kid and we passed there, I've always had the feeling it was haunted. I've never heard stories about it being haunted or people telling me I think there was one article that somebody did around here on it. I'll have to find it. But, yeah, they say that one's haunted. That all the time before uh, they closed it down for that little while, a bunch of teenagers would go there at night and drink and... Because, like, there's certain areas where, like, it would pool up with water really bad when it rained. And it would be, like, a little swimming pool. And they go down there and do stuff. And, like, not just paranormal stuff. But, like, there's shards of, like, uh, metal that's falling because the structure's falling apart. Kids would yeah. get hurt and really? say that they've seen things and heard things while they're there. And they're the only ones there and all kinds of stuff. There's quite a few haunted places we could yeah. start looking Valley at around Mines. here. Yeah, Valley Mines, which is... Um Probably 20, 20, 20 minutes from here. Well, I was thinking miles. 20, 25 miles from here, maybe. Um, there's a haunted history museum, which um, kind of is kind of close to me because, you know, I like the Ancestry.com stuff. And my, my grandmother's and my grandfather's parents, apparently Potosi used to be called Harmony Township, Missouri, which... There's Potosi Valley Mines. They're very close to each other. Richwoods. Potosi, Richwoods, Valley Mines. They're, like, really close to each other. And apparently, back in the day, it was Harmony Township. And, um, apparently there's a lot of haunted stuff that way, too. Not too sure about haunt- hauntings in Potosi, but Potosi's a weird place. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh... Not just our paranormal stuff, but we will also be having a weekly or bi-weekly segment where that we're going to be doing on episodes we will be calling Cinnamon. Uh, you people, I don't know if all of you people are going to love this, but if you've ever known someone, like, you know, like I said in the trailer, if you know someone, you, when you first meet them, you think they're a nice, normal, cool person, and they turn out to be batshit crazy... This is one of those people. <laughs> Cinnamon is A number one on the top of my list of batshit crazy people that when I first met, I thought was, okay. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Yes, we're going to be doing our paranormal activities and dreams in one. 
And then later during the week, we're going to be doing a fun shit-talking comedy on weirder people that we've met. And then we want to hear your guys' stories of the weird and creepy people you hate, have met, or may have known. Or your paranormal experiences. Yes, or dreams, because we're talking about all of this in one podcast. But Cinnamon is the one we're very excited about. There, there's so much to talk about this person that we're not going to fit it all in one episode. So you guys might enjoy this for a couple more episodes of us just shit-talking this person. <laughs> um, I'm, we're not even joking here. This person has made a YouTube channel. Okay, and they've gone from one, uh, let's just give a little spoiler here, hot rousing romance, okay, this this was their um, beginning, this is their beginning YouTube channel, hot rousing romance, then this person goes on to, let me show you how to cook, some ramen noodles and eggs, like, like you don't want to do that, <laughs> um, so from ramen noodles and eggs, they go on to... The Romancer. It's the Romancer. Let me show you what I'm going to do for my wife for our anniversary. I'm going to go to Walmart, buy a fucking bowl of bread, <laughs> cut the middle out of it, and buy some tortilla soup from the deli, dump it in the bread. Happy anniversary, bitch! <laughs> Come on, now. Um, so, from, from that, from Mr. Romance, we go to... Magician. Magician. Let me pull a rabbit out of my ass. <laughs> I don't know where he pulls a rabbit out of Anyway. Okay. From magician to drag queen. Oh, dear God. Yes. His lovely wife apparently has gone to beauty school and learned nothing more than a two-year-old when it comes to makeup. Okay. So, that's his drag queen. And so, his newest spiel on YouTube is Cinnamon. The sexually, uh, sexually charged, gender bending. God, I want to say his name so bad, but I'm not going to. <laughs> God, it's so disgusting. <laughs> anyway, that's a sneak peek at our. Uh, we're gonna have a series on this motherfucker. It's all like <coughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed our trip to the graveyard and all of our nonsense. And we would love for you to check out our website. At the present moment, our website is... Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> www.absolute, with no E, madness7198.wixsite.com slash mysite. If you check out our website, you can see the pictures of the handprints on the window. You can check out the video clip of my husband walking through the graveyard and the spirit saying, People, you <laughs> Or whatever it's saying. Um, there's also a picture of the little dude behind the tree with his hand raised. I feel like just just because, you know, sometimes you get, you always love your spouse. We've been, we've been together for 17 years almost. But sometimes I feel like I want to hide behind a tree and when he walks by, <laughs> slap him. So I feel like that spirit right there was my brother. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> and also on our website, you can either message us in there or message us from whatever podcast site you're listening to. But also we'll be posting a 
new weekly adult drink on our website that we'll be making ourselves. Yes. Tonight was not so much a, um, a making of drink night. What do we have tonight? Jim Beam Black Cherry? Yep. Jim Beam Black Cherry. So smooth. You don't even need a tracer. Don't need to mix it. Yep. Too bad we ain't getting paid for that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but each week we will post a drink for you guys to make. So that way while we are drinking the drink that we have made, you guys can also make it and drink with us also. Yes. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. Oh, and I'm sorry. One last thing. We must give a shout out to our friend Nathaniel Francis. You can find him on YouTube, Supreme Anime. He gave us an entire YouTube video um, promoting our podcast, and we would like to do the same for him. So thank you all very much. You have a good night. And remember, the world may be crazy, but it doesn't pay to be sane and sober. Bye.